Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. Good to see you all. Good to to have you here. Good to be here with you. Ah, One big whole community. Whole. What an interesting word. I have to remember to keep a W on it. And that's really, it's, it's a, um, an argument we have in the field in which I have a couple of degrees. The difference between a whole system and holism. Holism is the Greek term, whole, holistic, hologram, right? Holographic, all that good stuff. And that is saying one whole, right? In uh, physics, it's a condensate, a Bose-Einstein condensate. You can't even touch it without the whole thing all at once, at the same instant, no time, in any way suggesting any kind of separation or continuation. It is always one, whole on condensate. And one of the things physicists really work hard to do is to find, is there another way I can make another one of those? And it used to be that they thought it could only happen at almost what's called absolute zero. That is, when everything is solid, which of course can't actually happen because then there wouldn't be any gases in the universe, so you can't have absolute zero. But you can set up spaces in which you get really, 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 really close. And in that kind of a space, they were able to set it up. So that if you did something over here, bing, it was happening over here on that same bar or that same pool or whatever it was that was now solid in almost absolute zero. That's cool. And in the last couple of years, people have been able to do it at warmer and warmer and warmer temperatures create something where if you put an electrical charge at this end, you got that same electrical charge at that end immediately, no transition. And physicists got really excited about that. And the rest of us mystics are going, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The material world involves what we call the laws of matter. And the laws of matter do not apply in the spiritual, mystical world. But it's useful to be aware of them because they make nice 
analogies and metaphors. <laughs> and in fact, one way to think about everything physical, everything material, is that it is an analogy, a metaphor for what's actually happening in the reality that is the spiritual world. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Because then I don't have to be stuck with the idea that matter's laws are going to happen the way other people have told me they happen. I can say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm part of a much bigger whole on. I'm part of something where it's instantaneous across space and time and universes the moment I speak the word. The moment, the instant I know it is so. Woof. A holonic or holistic experience. Now, some of you may have heard about holograms. You know, those are those pictures where you walk around and it looks like they're following you. <laughs> they look like they're three-dimensional even though it's a flat panel. Holograms are fun, and most credit cards have kind of mini holograms on them now, don't they? And some of the bills do. How do they do that? Anyway, <laughs> these little holographic images have one thing very much in common, and that is that if they were to be broken apart, every little piece would have the whole image. It's going to be a little more fuzzy as it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But it's the whole image. You've got to have all the pieces to have all the details. You know, and Rumi likes to say, likes still, he was a 12th century <laughs> scholar, to say that we are not the drop in the ocean. We are the ocean in the drop. We are the hologram. We are the piece of the hologram. Every quality of the holon, of the whole that is, is fully present right here. And actually, right here, and right here, and right everywhere. Fully present. Everywhere. The whole. Everything that we think of as much too big and much too great to have anything to do with me. I'm sure a few of us have had that experience in our lives, yes? So how do we get to that place where we recognize that we are all of that and that any thought, any knowing, any sense that, yes, that is so, is real across universes instantaneously? How do we get there? Well, most of us have to go through a series of steps. And most of those steps start with, well, what do I think about the world around me? And then they go into what do I think about myself? And then we go on from there. So one of the things that's been emerging, been emerging for about 50 years in our culture is the idea that of wholeness, of holons, this whole thing, was first written about almost exactly 100 years ago. The word holism was the title of a book by a man named Jan Smuts 100 years ago. 
And it got woven into the theory that is called systems theory and cybernetics, which is where I did a lot of work for a number of years. And it got brought into the larger culture as those ideas got brought into education and management and psychology and all of that. So now there is something in psychology and in social psychology called the wholeness framework. And those of you who went through practitioner training 20, 30 years ago will recall that it's exactly the same thing <laughs> as we were being given training in. And that is to recognize that if I'm going to talk about my life, I have to talk about every aspect of it. The finances, the relationships, my inner life, my, my body, and all of these things are all interrelated in this one whole being. And if I make a change over here, it's going to affect the whole. Basic systems theory. But it is fundamental to the science of mind. It's very cool. I had a student the other day say that he had started studying new thought way back when, when a man in Pacific Grove, California, put together a program that was called the Four T's. Any Four T's folks? Stretton Smith, right? And this guy that was sharing the story was saying, you know, he had been living paycheck to paycheck. It didn't matter how big or how small the paycheck was. He managed to live paycheck to paycheck. Nobody here has ever had that experience. <laughs> so he did the 4Ts program, and he didn't really buy into it. But you kind of have to buy into it before you even get it. <laughs> you make a commitment at the beginning to do what it calls you to do. And then it teaches you what you're actually doing. <laughs> It's kind of a cool program that way. Anyway, by 90 days into this program, he realized he had a lot of money. And he didn't care about his paycheck anymore. The finances, working with that piece, and the four T's are tithe, time, treasure, talent. So he's tithing a certain amount of money, tithing a certain amount of time, tithing his gifts into the world. And it's making a huge difference. But then he realizes, oh my goodness, I'm healthier. Oh my goodness, my relationship is more loving. Oh my, it isn't just the money. And he opened up to a spiritual life that has been the core of his life ever since. Yes. And that's what we mean when we say we are whole people. We look at any one part, and it's going to affect the whole, right? You can't do any one thing. That's the second principle of systems theory. So how do I feel when I know that I am a whole being? How do I know that I know I'm a whole being? And you know this by how you feel. Isn't that interesting? You can't just intellectualize this one. You have to feel it. And according to the dictionary, it's a harmonious feeling, a harmonious sense, a sense of being unbroken and undamaged. Now, has anyone heard of a Japanese movement called wabi-sabi? Yes, it's a marvelous one. It's saying, Perfectly imperfect. Nothing is perfect unless you see and identify and recognize and accept the imperfection. 
Isn't that nice? Yeah, I do wash and wear hair. I do wabi-sabi. <laughs> it's going to be whatever it's going to be, right? And hopefully it's adequate. <laughs> right? And as long as I am feeling like it is harmonious, it is harmonious. This is amazing, isn't it? You guys have some marvelous volunteers here. Um, when it feels that harmonious, complete, whole, then I know I got a handle. But if I'm feeling any kind of, mm, no, that isn't it. Mm, you know, the, that little, uh, you know the one? That little, uh, it's not quite, not quite. I don't know where it is yet. That word that I got, breath, I would put an E on it, breathe. <laughs> it doesn't feel right. Uh, breathe. Oh, there it is. Yes. So I love that that was the description that I got this morning because when we do that breath, and Nadine, when you started the prayer this morning, you took us into that breath, and you did too. I love it. We you move into that place, and it brings us into the realization, the making real to ourselves of what our intellects know and what is true. We are whole and we are undamaged. We have imperfections. We are wabi-sabi. Wholeness is never striving for perfection. And in fact, if I'm going for perfection, I need to stop because it's telling me part of me is feeling unwhole. Yeah, because if I think I have to make it perfect to be okay, whoops, I forgot I am okay. <laughs> and it is God, it is good, it is all well. Oh, oh, breathe, yes. And so wholeness then, that sense of feeling whole and complete and undamaged, regardless of the imperfections, has nothing to do with the circumstances, right? It's got nothing to do with what's going on out there. That's going to show me what's going on in here, and no more and no less. It's a reflexive universe. There's a book by that title if you want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> And it's going to show me exactly what's going on in here that my perceptual framework and my projections are putting out and taking in and determining and describing my experience as. And if it's pulling me any place other than that, ah, then it's old programming, it's time to release. And I've talked about that before, so you can go to the videos on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so many stories and so many quotes around perfection and wholeness and whatever. Just kind of be aware that when they say I am perfectly whole, they don't mean that I've met somebody's standards of perfection. Right? Almost always, if we're striving for that, it means that we've bought someone else's idea of what it should be. 
And those of you who have listened to me before know that there are five toxic words, should, ought, gotta, have to, and must. All right? When I am not feeling any of those, I am living in and from the wholeness that I am. There is no question of authenticity. There's no question of integrity. There's no question of damage, and there's no concern about perfection. <sighs> no shoulds, oughts, goddess, have tos, musts. Just breathing, breathing and being, and discovering, and exploring, and becoming even more of what we already are but didn't allow ourselves to experience because we had those weird, toxic words running our lives. <sighs> Wabi-sabi. <laughs> There's some marvelous books out there if you want to go you know, play around with what it's like in this psychological and self-help movement that has to do with wholeness. And one of my favorite authors out there is a guy named Parker Palmer. He wrote a book called The Courage to Teach, and we used it when we had our little seminary going about 20 years ago here in Portland. And it's just this marvelous, marvelous way of realizing that who I am has access to wisdom that someone else in who they are is ready to receive, and we're both going to grow in that process of sharing it. Now, that's very much related to an idea called dialogue that a physicist named David Bohm made popular. And Parker Palmer is taking it the next step. And those of you who know The Course in Miracles are aware of the psychiatrist Gerald Jampolsky. And he would always say, we're on this journey together. I'm not the authority. You're not the patient. You walked into my door. That means there's something we need to do together. Isn't that nice? Yes. Anyway, Parker Palmer has written a book called A Hidden Wholeness. You know, in our culture, our culture is based on dividing and distinguishing and putting in boxes and putting walls and all that stuff. And so our culture tends to hide and tends to encourage us to hide the idea of being whole. We get stuck in roles. Nobody here has a role they're stuck in. No. Yeah. I used to say, I don't do weddings very often because marriages, weddings tend to reduce, do terrible things to good relationships. <laughs> <laughs> Those roles, you know? <laughs> Those roles. Anyway, back to Parker Palmer. <laughs> so he suggests that there are four qualities, four aspects, four unfoldings that we want to explore to experience that wholeness that has been hidden from us in our culture. And the first one he calls the shape of an integral life. Now, if any of you did any of the landmark or est stuff, one of the first questions they explore is, what is integrity? And they didn't like it because, again, I came from that systems background and I answered the question. They said, wait a minute, we're supposed to spend all day on this one. <laughs> Integrity is being whole, not having any breaks, right? It's, okay, so if I'm acting in integrity, I'm acting in my wholeness 
individually and collectively. I'm acting in alignment and harmony with the unbroken wholeness of all of us, yes? All right, so the shape of an integral life. What would my life be like if I was living that way? And then the second one that he talks about is the meaning of community and community. I love this, unity with, right? Unity with community. When I am in community, we feel that harmony, that wholeness, that collective, div individual diversity and collective unity, yes? Yes, that is community. And when we have that, we have beautiful things like this happen. <laughs> And we have that deep sense that we can breathe and just relax into this. Yes? Yes. And we might giggle ourselves silly. And then his third point is the essence of that book, The Courage to Teach. The idea that we can teach and learn as a transformational process. Right? So, to experience wholeness, I'm not going for perfection. I'm experiencing more fully who and what I am, we are, all is. I get to experience more fully the all that is in me, the ocean in a drop, right? And in the case of a group, the ocean in a bunch of drops coming together. <laughs> and then his fourth point is interesting. He says, for us to experience the hidden wholeness that is our birthright, that is our true and essential nature, we engage in nonviolent social change. Now, what he's saying is we show up and we speak not our truth as in, I'm feeling this when you do that. I, that's not speaking my truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> But we speak from the heart what the group is ready to hear with their hearts. And then we act in alignment with that. Now, one of the things that I work with a lot, because I've done a lot of community development and social change work in this, this town, is that the action has to come from my feeling of I'm whole and the situation is whole. It isn't broken. I can't act from a sense of brokenness. I can only act from a sense of wholeness. Now that is kind of tricky in our culture. For one thing, we're told all the time how broken everything is, right? But we know there is only one presence. We know that the good is the only power and the only presence. So what is happening is the good. If I'm experiencing something other than that, I'm experiencing my own perceptions and projections that are in here, not what's out there. So before I act, I have to get to the place where it's all good. It's all love unfolding. It's all the one power made manifest. 
Now, what is my unique contribution to the ongoing transformational becoming process of all of us experiencing that and making it real? Can you feel that? Big difference, huh? The one going out and fixing what's broken will break the person doing it. I know this from experience. <laughs> the other, discovering what it is that is my unique expression and action to contribute to the unfolding transformational process that is happening and free of any old program, should, thoughts, must, perfections. <laughs> Guess what that does? It energizes, it enlivens, it's effortless, it is enjoyable because it is in full integrity with the actual being that I am. Yes? Yes. yes. So to experience in ourselves and in our worlds the wholeness that is, the whole on that is, the universal, the multiversal being that in any instant is transformed by a knowing word. We simply need to be in that place of having breathed into our own wholeness and live from that, and speak from that, and act from that. For that is who and what we are, and what we're here to be and do. And I thank you so much for being beings who can hear these words and take them, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with them. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. <laughs>